0: Good morning Mount Moriah. Good morning Facebook friends and family. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. This morning we're going to be coming from Isaiah 11 and 13 from the NIV version. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 11 through 13. Gracious and eternal Father, we come to say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for your mercy, your grace, your deliverance, and your favor, Father God. Thank you for covering us with your precious blood, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for protecting our family and our friends, Father God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father God, thank you you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the word that you implanted in my spirit to give to your people, Father God. Let me be able to flow with you, Father God, and speak the words you will have me to speak in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 11 and 13. It says that this is what the Lord says to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything these people call conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. And do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you ought to regard as holy. He is the one you ought to fear. He is the one you ought to dread. Let the word be blessed. What we're going to talk about this morning is after this. After this. We're we're familiar with... uh, after this, if if you're old enough, you've been, you've experienced Hurricane Katrina. And in that situation, we was in the same predicament, and we wondered what was going to happen after this. Well, now we are in the same predicament again, saying after this. You see, when we say after this, it gives us the hope that something else Better is coming, especially if the situation is unfavorable to us. Whatever the situation is, whatever your this is, you're waiting expectantly for a solution or a better circumstance to come in your life. What it says here, but in this situation here, that what we are experiencing now in this season, we're experiencing. A demonic freak. Even before we get to the initial of virus. I I don't even want to say the the virus name. Because every time you look on social media. Every time you you talk to somebody. Every time that that you get on Facebook. You you hear this name. And it's almost to where we are glorifying this name. Instead of the name of Jesus. Now, Now what if. We publicize the name of Jesus like we do this virus. Oh Lord, where, where would we be if every time we turn on social media and every time we turned on the news that we heard the name Jesus? Where would we be? Where would we be? But, but, nevertheless, we, we are experiencing some viruses hear what I'm saying we're experiencing some viruses even before we get to the initial virus and we're going to break these viruses down this morning the first virus that we are experiencing is a demonic frequency and then we all know that satan is the prince of the air and this demonic frequency is called fear 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 is, is called fear is fear does some things to your your soul man it, 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 it first thing fear does it fear paralyzes you you can't move you can't do what God ordained you to do because you're fearful fear causes double-mindedness my mind is is scattered I don't know which way to turn fear diminishes faith the promises that God have I can't focus on the promises That God have for me For the sake of fear Fear also Causes despair Despair is, is Very dangerous Because despair leaves you Open to the enemy And all the enemy wants to have Is easy pray. You don't want to be easy Pray for the enemy The, the, the media let me tell you something people of God it's a difference between fear and it's a difference between awareness there's a difference between fear and awareness. the media and the social media is spreading fear and then in fear we can but we know the word of God says uh, for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. But power. Where do we get that power from? We get that power from, from the blood of Jesus. We get that power from the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be able to speak things into our atmosphere. See, all that power, we have to be careful of that power that we have because sometimes that power that the, that's been given us, we can use it against ourselves. Because the Lord said, if you declare and decree a thing, I will establish it. But if everything I'm speaking comes out of my mouth, is negativity. If everything I speak out of my mouth is causing, is death. What am I speaking? The word says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what are you speaking with the power that the Almighty God has given you? Love, it says love, love. The Bible says pray for one another pray for one another it says confess your sins James 5 and 16 says confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces Wonderful results So body of Christ we need to pray for one another people of God We need to pray for one another edify one another if we have the ability to to speak to one another via phone We should be edifying one another. Let me tell you something. There's no distance in the spirit that's no, even though you're not in the same room with me or in the same vicinity in me, I can still pray for you and you can still pray for me because the Lord made it so there's no distance within the spirit. I can reach you spiritually anywhere. And all says is a sound mind. First Peter 5 and 8 through verse 9 says, Be alert and and have a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. I'm, I'm going to say that again. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8-9 through nine says, Resist him. Speaking of the devil stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. The family of believers, that means throughout the nation, the family of believers is going through the same suffering so we should be able to pray for one another. Feel, feel, feel. We have to rid ourselves of of fear Because the fear is is killing us The fear is, is making us so that We can't be useful to anybody else We're so fearful of our situation And our circumstance That we're not able to pray And edify our brothers and sisters Fear, fear, fear The second thing Is disobedience disobedience, disobedience, disobedience is is not a new thing. Rebelliousness is is not a, a new thing. For example, the word says, let everyone, this is coming from Roman 13, this is where I'm going, I want you to follow me where I'm going. It comes from Roman 13, chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. What well, God is saying here, if you can't abide by the governed authority that I have placed, I have put in place, how are you going to abide by my will? Mm. If you're not going to listen, if you're going to rebel against the authority that I've instituted, how are you going to listen to me? Let me tell you where this goes. It's a reason why the Bible says, pray for your leaders so they may be peace in the land. Because if I pray for my leader, the governing authority, I have placed them in God's hands. So whatever I place in God's hands, if he, he has to make decisions towards God's people And he if he makes the wrong decision Or the improper decision Or a selfish decision He has God to answer For the decision that he made Because we as the people of God The church has put the governor authority In God's hands Let me share this with you It was a, a, a few weeks ago Where our governor Governor Edwards called a fast in the state of Louisiana. He called a fast in the state of Louisiana. And on Facebook, and I'm charging the people of God, and I'm charging charging you. I'm charging myself also post everything and see everything on Facebook and publicize everything on Facebook but we did not publicize that let me tell you something, people of God the oil flows from the head down that doesn't just work for the church that's a universal law that the God has the Lord has made so if the governor of the state of Louisiana said let's go and we got to do a fast what he's saying is that I can't do this by myself the laws I can pass and the things I can do have no power to, to fulfill what's going on, so I need God, so I need God, so I'm going to call a fast. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. But well, we're obedient to the fast. Some of, some of us may have been. Some of us may have made a disregard. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but when your leader, when your leader humbles himself, and ask for God's help, and he's asking you to to kneel down and repent with him, our obligation is to follow. We're out here complaining about how long we have to stay inside, and, and, and how long we're gonna release this thing. The thing about it is, why are we complaining and we're rebelling? They didn't go against our faith. They didn't go against our belief system. What they're doing is trying to protect us and protect society. So why can't we be obedient and listen? It says says here, obedience is better than sacrifice. But the sacrifice is in the obedience. The sacrifices and the obedience, it's a sacrifice to be caught up in your homes. It's a sacrifice not to go out and, and, and do the things that you normally do. It's a sacrifice, but it's obedience. And the Lord rewards obedience. We have to, we have to remind ourselves that, that, that we in a transitional period. We in the transitional period. We in the transitional season. Any anytime the the after this is, it's a transition before you get to after this. And the instructions to to get to the after this, we have to abide by. We have to get rid of the virus that's being placed out in the atmosphere that's tripping up people of God. Fear, disobedience. And the third one is murmuring and complaining. Murmuring and complaining. Family, we, the people of Israel was an example of murmuring and complaining. Let's not be like the people of Israel. They were hungry, but the Lord sent manna from heaven. They were thirsty, so the Lord enabled Moses to, to hit a rock and, and it opened for water. Let's not turn an 11-day journey into a 40-year struggle. We have to be obedient. And I'm talking to the church. I'm talking to the church of God. Sometimes the Lord has to back you in the corner to make you come out fighting because the Lord is saying, I know what I placed in the church. I know. The gifts I've given them, I need it to come out. I need them to come out fighting because we we have been uh, uh, consumed with complacency in the church. Complacency. We have been consumed with complacency in the church. Every once in a while, if if you read your Bible, the Lord had to send an agitator. We, we we understand how a washing machine works. In the washing machine, you have an agitator to, to be able, to, it's a violent process to get whatever in the clothes out of the clothes. And the Lord is doing the same thing with us. He has to agitate us, he has to take us out of our comfort zone. He has to give us affliction. He has to do all these things for us so if the things that he put in us could come out. And he get all the glory. And he get all the glory. He gets all the glory. Lord, I repent. We all repent, Lord. We all repent for complaining and murmuring in the name of Jesus. Father God, forgive us for complaining. Forgive us for, for murmuring, Father God. Forgive us. Because we know, we know that when we complain and, 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 and when we murmur, what we're saying, what we saying that what you are doing is not good enough for us. What we're saying is that we want more. But instead of saying this, we ought to be saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every situation that you place me in. Because if you place me in a situation, it's meant for me to learn from it. It's meant for me to grow from it. So you could elevate me to the next stage in my life. But people of God, let me tell you something. As long as we complain, as long as we murmur, we're going to stay in the same position that we stand. And God will not elevate us to the position where we should be because we keep on complaining. Instead of in the situation we in and saying, thank you, Lord, and give all the glory to God. The first initial thing, it, it comes to you when an unfavorable situation happens. The first thing you do is complain. But the thing about that right after that, you should repent and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and, and forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me for, for the things that I've done. Forgive me for not spending enough time with you, Father God. A couple of weeks ago, the Lord imported this to me early in the morning. He said, invest. It's time. To invest. Now I didn't know what the Lord was talking about at that time. Because sometimes when you get a revelation from God, you gotta let it sit. You gotta let it sit a while. But what that invest means that the time that you have now, what didn't have when all this was when the world was going like it was going, the Lord said, Be still and know that I'm God. Invest. If you haven't had time to spend time with your family, invest in that time. If you haven't had time to get a relationship with God and build a closer relationship with God, invest. Because whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. Whatever whatever a journey or whatever a business that the Lord has placed in your spirit, now is time for you to invest. Praise God. After this, after this, after this, in the secular world, this was was told to me a, when I was a, a young man, a younger man. Who are you when you have been stripped naked? Who are you? And it, it took me a while to really understand and go through certain things in life to really understand what that means. Who are you when you have been stripped naked? Now what that means is, if you think about the church, and, the, and I don't mean the church as the edifice, but I mean the, the body of Christ, every individual, who are you when you have been stripped naked? Now what I mean by it is when you don't have any more auxiliary meetings, when you don't have any more deacons meetings, when you don't have any more anniversary service. When you don't have any more minister meeting. When the, when the usher can't stand at the door anymore. When the deacon can't do what he's supposed to do anymore. Who are you when you've been stripped of everything? Mm. Mm. Who are you? This is a, a prominent time to reevaluate ourselves. Because so many people get involved in the work and don't realize who gave them the work to do. So many people get involved in the gift that's been given to them but forget about the gift giver. This is a time to reevaluate ourselves. And some of us is going to be a, a shock in a, a shock. But that's alright because that's a conviction. And anytime you have conviction you have change. I tell you, this people of God, growth doesn't feel good all the time. Growth doesn't feel good. Sometimes it's it's painful. Sometimes it's uncomfortable when when you're growing, especially when you don't want to grow. It's easy for us to go with the process than to go against the process. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes growth is uncomfortable. Sometimes growth uh, takes you out your comfort zone. But I tell you today that if you go along with the growth process that God is doing, is much easier than going against it. We have to understand. We have to understand that as a church, it's time for us to become unified. It's time for us to to stand up it's time for us to use the gifts that we've been given it's not your church it's not your church it's our church in zechariah it says in a in the first chapter it says everybody was being involved in building their own house but what about god's house everybody's trying to build their own ministry. Everybody's trying to build their their, their, their Facebook family. Everybody's trying to build followers for for their ministry. But what about God's ministry? What about God's house? What about God's house? People are going to the book of Isaiah. It also says Isaiah 26 and 20. Go home, my people, and lock your doors. Hide yourself for a little while until the Lord's anger has passed. Now, what that means is go home. Go home. Go into your closet. Shut your door. That means shut your door from all the things that's going on in the outside world, all the talk and all the conspiracy and all, and all the things that the word says don't think like they think. Don't what they fear the law says I am the Lord your God I am holy the only one you should fear is me the only one you should be in despair of is me that's the only one not a virus let me explain what a virus is A, a virus has to have a host we gotta look at things spiritually. You know, the, the person who wants to things, uh, understand the spirit, it come from the spirit. But if a person only long, long knows the flesh, he understands things from the flesh. But I'm talking about the spirit. The only way a virus a virus has to have a host. A virus has to have a body. The same thing is a demonic spirit. A demonic spirit can't survive on its own. It has to have a a, 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 a host. It has to have a body. And it feeds off of that body. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I rebuke. I rebuke every virus in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And then just like Jesus cursed the fig tree, I curse the root of the virus in the name of Jesus. I curse it. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Anybody who's been affected, anybody who's been affected by the virus in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus on their life. I I, I, I plead the blood of Jesus on their life, Father God, to send the, the angels of God to their bedside. In the name of Jesus, heal them, Father God. Heal them, Father God, and touch them in the name of Jesus. Heal them, Father God. Don't let this be a bed of affliction, but let this be a bed of rest and resurrection in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father God, after this, after this, after this, Father God, when we repent, Father God, we repent for all our sins, Father God. We repent for being rebellious, Father God. We repent for not spending enough time for you, Father God. We repent for not reading your word, Father God. We we repent for having impure thoughts, Father God. We repent in the name of Jesus. We renounce every sin in our life in the name of Jesus. We renounce it, Father. Father God, you say, cast all our infirmities upon you. Father, we cast all our infirmities upon you, Father God. We cast our weaknesses, Father God. We cast our insecurities, Father God. We cast our pride towards you. Everything that keeps us from being in alignment with you, Father God, we place it on your altar, Father God. We give you all the infirmities in the name of Jesus. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you, Father God. If you out there, if you out there, and you're ready to take that step, you're ready to take that step to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. After this, after this, you find you a church home, and you worship God, and watch Him change your life in the name of Jesus, the Lord uh, will turn your ceiling and make it your floor. The Lord will take your ceiling and make it your floor. That means the things you couldn't reach are at your feet now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory and honor to your name. Until the next time, have a good day and God bless.